Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Wednesday. We just got here ourselves. 208 336 I mean, I mean to Wednesday. On your Verizon wireless if you want to get through and take part in the show. Uh, Dow Futures down again this morning after uh, losing a, a little bit uh, yesterday. So we continue to see an increase in inflation. As a matter of fact, uh, Janet Yellen uh, yesterday admitted she screwed up big time. Uh-oh. Saying that uh, inflation is here to stay for a while. Remember, it was not too long ago, six months, that uh, Biden, Yellen, all, oh, this is transition, uh, transitionary. It, it's going to go away. It's just uh, it, we have a short time here. We just got to get through this, and then inflation will go away. I'm saving a ton of money. By not doing anything? Yeah. <laughs> That's good buying things. Um, wow, the price went up. I think I won't have one today. I'd like to consider not doing some things like, you know, gas, unfortunately, gasoline, you know, you, you, you don't have to pay for it, you know, because of you get a ride mm-hmm. to work every day. Now your wife has to pay for it. Well, somebody has to pay for it. Um, my particular, I, I started doing the math yesterday as gas prices. It was so funny to watch social media. And as we, talk, as we talked yesterday morning about gas prices have gone up nationwide 25 cents in the last seven days here in in boise maybe even a little more than that um i got to doing the math and it costs me more let me see uh as i was doing this in the shower this morning about an extra 120 dollars a month to drive to work now than it did a year ago wow just to drive to and from work so about 30 bucks a week it cost me 30 dollars more a week so a year ago, I was paying about $20 a week to drive to work. Now I'm paying $50 a week just to drive. That's if I don't go anywhere else, just drive to work and back. It's $120 extra a month. Now, if, if you, me, Rick, anybody listening this morning, you know, you're, you're going through that same thing. Think about this. Once again, and we've talked about it, everything that you buy or purchase unless you're growing it yourself somehow is affected by gas is affected by gas or diesel or or oil fuel in other words yes so everything is going up and if you've done any shopping at the store if you've purchased anything you you've noticed almost everything has increased and some of that stuff a whole bunch what is this store of which you speak well you know like walmart Fred Meyer. Oh, websites. Albertsons. And my folks drove their motorhome from Sacramento to Boise yesterday. Ouch. Uh, that's what I said. I better make sure I feed those guys while they're here Ouch. for a while. I guess the good news is, uh, what was gas probably a dollar cheaper once they hit Idaho than it was in California? Where they they came from Sacramento? Bit, quite a bit less expensive than, well, I mean, everything's more expensive in California because they have this thing called crazy taxes in California that kind of hit everybody yeah they but have they gas have, tax that's ridiculous too they have prop 13 so their property taxes are great well that's nice but their <laughs> gas tax well, makes everything about a buck more expensive than well, everywhere that's, else that's one thing done <laughs> yeah. when i hear washington is going to have the highest gas prices in the state they expect them to be 
like ten bucks a gallon sometime soon. You mean in the in nation? Washington? Like Washington the state, state our, of our Washington. neighbor? Yes, state of Washington. Gas taxes and other things that they plug into that. Ten dollars in Washington. I heard that in a report. I don't. I'm not sure where I can attribute that to right off the top of my head. I perusing my phone the other day and found that but you know that very well could have been the reason you remember um you know a few months ago when Inslee was talking about charging a surcharge to everybody in idaho for any gas whatsoever that flowed through their state to the state of idaho i didn't hear that yeah he was talking about saying you're wrong yeah he was talking about charging a surplus surcharge if gasoline, diesel, oil, whatever, hmm. if it flowed from the coasts into Idaho or went into Idaho from any, any of their refineries, which North Idaho gets their gasoline mm-hmm. um, from Washington State, then they were going to uh, charge a surcharge to Idahoans. Wow. Yeah. Just the dumbest thing ever. Of course, I've never claimed that Inslee was smart, personally. <laughs> How do you do that? You'd have to take everybody's driver's license when they were getting gas, right? No, they just charge all the fuel that comes in, flows into Idaho. From Washington. From Washington. Okay. Uh, so, a surcharge. So, so it's not, not a surcharge to a, a personal person but, filling up with their gas tank. Okay, I see. It's a surcharge to the gas station. Anything they deliver here. Anything they deliver here. Now I get it. Well, there, a surcharge. Are, there are no gas refineries in Idaho at all. No. None. Either Utah so or So our gas has Washington. to come from somewhere. And a lot of it, I think, comes out of Utah and Wyoming. But, yeah, their so gas comes in from other places. You're saying compared to Idaho, other places are more refined. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Mike <laughs> doesn't know where to go after that. Congressman Russ Fulcher. I'm trying to sit there and put in... Uh, in order, some of the things we'll be talking about this morning. Congressman Russ Fulcher will be with us this morning. Um, I don't know how much, I don't believe he's on the select House committee that will be uh, a part of the made for television drama that will be happening uh, beginning tomorrow night. I don't believe he is either. Um, but I, I'm guessing he has something to say about it. Uh, that gets underway, by the way. Prime time for the next, I, I, I don't know if it's something that people will quit watching. Their regular television shows. Are we or talking about January sixth? January sixth uh, commission. Uh, yeah, I'll the watch. hearings. The hearings that begin. You're going to watch all three weeks. I'll watch a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every, I'll I'll definitely check on it between innings. Uh, t- <laughs> <laughs> it gets underway tomorrow night. At a boy, Walden. In prime time. Um, if you watch one of the prime time television stations, ABC, CBS, NBC, you got no choice because they're going to be carrying it. Um, the hearing is expected to take up to three weeks, and we're hearing that there is going to be some, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but uh, uh, shocking revelations of the over 100,000 documents and hours and hours and hours of interviews um, that they've had. You think they'll have sound effects that go, dun, dun, ta You know, with, cool. with who they have hired as the producer... Um, like yeah, that. there's a real strong possibility um, <laughs> because they've hired a producer who is has in the past been in charge of putting shows like that together. Um, there's Judge going Edo? there's going to be video, um, mu- you know that that has music added to it. So um, yeah, you might possibly see dun dun dun. 
Is that what you? Is that the right? Yeah, something music? like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see with everything going on in this country with the producer from Days of Our Abortion Lives. Abortion coming out um, from the uh, Roe versus Wade expected to be overturned. Um, you've got um, the Supreme Court on uh, gun laws. That decision. They've got a whole bunch of cases. Um, that they've got to get done here before the end of the month. Um, whether you've got gun laws being talked about, inflation, gas prices, and all that, will people care enough to watch will be the interesting thing, or will this be, you know, this is, I'm so over this, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to uh, pay attention to and find out what the releva- uh, revelations are that apparently are shocking. We'll talk more about that uh, coming up here now this they- morning. Like they couldn't possibly hype it up and then not deliver. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> Thank Unlike you for the final Seinfeld thing, episode. Thank you for saying? saying what I uh, <laughs> was saying without saying it. Uh, let's get a check on what's going on with sports once again. Rick Worthington to get underway this morning. It's Fat Guys Fresh Deli bringing it to you. Today is Wednesday. You know what that means. Jalapeno bacon potato cheddar, one of their most popular mm-hmm. soups, mm-hmm. is available today. It's delicious. I don't care if it's cold, hot, or soup day or not. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli and check it out for yourself. All right, some real drama here. Rangers versus Lightning. NHL Eastern Conference Finals. Game four. Belmar wins it. Bogosian taps it to the far corner and Pat Maroon. Lightning are 4-0 to start this game in the circle. Maroon winds for Belmar in the left wing to center ice. Cross a Zach Bogosian across the New York line to the right circle. Knifing in front. Shot save made. Rebound score! Pat Maroon! <laughs> well, there was one of those rebounds we were talking about, Phil and Maroon. Jabs it a backhander to make it one nothing lightning. The call on 970 <laughs> WFLA. He's not a maroon. He's a moron. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Pat Maroon scoring first to give the Lightning a one nothing lead over the Rangers in the first period of Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Not done there. Lines for Miller. 15 seconds left. Andrew Miller right point. Shoots blocked by Pallant. Back in the way toward the open net. Score! Andre Pallad scores the empty netter. His third point tonight. The Lightning go up 4-1. Closing in on their second win in a row in the series to get this thing knotted up. Yep, Tampa Bay got it done. 4-1. Ties the series to two games apiece. We would have hockey tonight if the Avalanche weren't so darn good in the Western Conference Finals. Sad because I really like their highlights. I was just going to say, if possible, can you just have the announcer... No matter if they're playing or not, just I mean, I give us try. a little clip. He is so fantastic. He What's is. his name again? I don't recall right offhand. The gentleman that does the play-by-play for the yeah, Colorado Yeah, the Avalanche. one that we played yesterday. He's, was, he's a character. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was great. I'll see if I can track that down for you. Meanwhile, no hockey tonight. Uh, game five of the Eastern Conference Finals is day after tomorrow. So we've got that going for us. We'll talk about the Mariners coming up, though, before the hour's up. So stick around. Oh, KBOI News Time is 618. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Jim Seals of the 70s hit-making duel Seals and Croft died yesterday, the age of 80 years old. That's both of the Seals. Um, England Dan, of course, uh, from England Dan and John Ford Coley. 
was uh, the brother of Jim Seals, mm-hmm. and he died a few years ago. Loved his, uh, loved, loved both of the, all their music. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you, if you play that music and you play England Dan and John Ford Coley music, you go, oh, typical 70s yacht rock type music. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. That's what they call it now, yacht rock. Uh, no cause of death, by the way, um, was announced just that he passed away. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, what, what, 79 or? Yeah, 79, 80, 80 almost, almost 80. Oh, it's a, his, his, uh, the thing his, I had here said he was 80. His birthday is in October. I think he would have been 80. I'm not sure. I guess it doesn't matter. Anyway, Dash Cross, anymore. his partner Dash Cross is still alive, and yeah. he's uh, uh, 81, I believe. All those, all those artists, you know, from, from our youth mm-hmm. are all getting up there. Rolling Stone's still going strong, though. <laughs> long as long as Mick Jagger stays alive, <laughs> the three Rolling Stones, all of whom are about eighty years old. Uh, uh-huh. Uh huh. By the way, um, we had told you uh, yesterday during our show um, that the CDC had given guidelines for monkeypox um, to start wearing your masks if you are traveling to avoid getting monkeypox. Um, interesting. Uh, sometime later in the day, play cut seven here. Um, that. Uh, CDC took down the mask guidance for monkeypox. Don't know why. Globally, more than 1,000 confirmed and suspected monkeypox cases have been reported from 29 countries. Monkeypox is a rare but potentially serious viral illness, usually found in West and Central Africa. The spike in cases comes amid some confusion over CDC mask guidance. The agency appearing to post guidance on its website saying international travelers should wear a mask to protect against monkeypox. That guidance no longer on the CDC's website. This is why people don't trust the CDC because yesterday morning they were saying, hey, if you're going to be traveling outside the country, you need to wear a mask to avoid monkeypox. And then that mask guidance is taken down. Yesterday morning when we were talking about this, uh, the U.S. had 31 confirmed cases of monkeypox. And uh, here we are today. This is just 24 hours later. Uh, now they're saying there are over 300 confirmed cases wow. of monkeypox in the United States. So Ten times as many as yesterday. And the possibility is that it's much higher than that because there's not great testing going on as of yet. So three keep in mind so the, the it's still only is, 300 people okay. out of 330 million people who exactly. live in the United States so it's it's not uh, a big thing so uh, if somebody however, if somebody you know has monkeypox tell them hey you're one in a million yeah you're you're lucky just too bad you didn't win the lottery yeah too bad your luck was all based on monkeypox start growing a tail get tested i'm not sure if that's one of the things that but you're not sure it's not. I'm not sure it's not. Yeah, I, I would just say if you're starting to grow a tail, get tested for something for crying out loud. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, this is a funny text message uh, in we've already got this morning. Morning, gents. In an interview yesterday, Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana said it might be cheaper today to just buy cocaine and run everywhere instead of buying gasoline. He's not wrong. <laughs> I think cocaine is, is, might be cheaper you, now. You, you think cocaine's cheaper than gasoline? Yeah, I think it might be cheaper than than gasoline. It's been a long time since I've priced cocaine, as in never. So I don't, I don't know how much it is. I, I don't. I, I always don't know assumed it was expensive. How much it would take to uh, have you run everywhere? I just know that it cost eighty three dollars to fill up my tank. So I don't know what it would cost to fill up my nose. I would guess it would probably cocaine. be somewhere around eighty three dollars or less. Cocaine's got to be about eighty three dollars, but I don't know for how much. Yeah. KBY News Time, 628.
Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Don't forget, uh, coming up here this Friday, it's Hawaiian Shirt Day. So if you have a Hawaiian shirt, go ahead and wear it. More importantly, um, if you're going to wear it, come on out and join us at our hometown breakfast brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. Are you going to be wearing one? Well, if it's Hawaiian Shirt Day, why wouldn't I? I know why I won't. Why is that? Well, unless I do something between now and then, I don't own a Hawaiian shirt. What the heck? Everybody should have at least one good Hawaiian shirt. I have had at least one in the past, but I don't have any right now. I thought you were doing a spoof on Office Space there for a minute. I am. Okay. that That comes directly from Office Space. You'd like to wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. We'll be at uh, Rooster's Eatery coming up this Friday, Maple Grove and Eustick. You're invited to come on by for some uh, great food. Second time that we have been there. So if you've never been there, um, you know, it's a great place to get your breakfast. You get uh, a lot of food for your price, let's put it that way. So that's going to be going on Friday as usual. Hometown breakfast brought to you by our friends. Uh, at Cloverdale Plumbing. Also today, it's Wednesday, CBS2 and KBOI, us here, are teaming up to help Idaho families in need today. CBS will be uh, taking donations. Began here 43 minutes ago until 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, we're looking for items like shampoo, conditioner, body wash, face wash, soap, toothbrushes, toothpaste. It's the Salvation Army Hygiene Drive that is going to be going on today. Uh, here's the thing. As you make your way into work, allow yourself a few extra minutes. You can drop off your donations at the CBS2 studios uh, in downtown Boise. It's just uh, across the street from us here at 140 North 16th Street. Salvation Army then will dis- distribute it, all the uh, items to local families in uh, need here in the Treasure Valley. If you need to learn more uh, information, or you can also make a donation online, so it doesn't have to actually be the physical items if you don't want. Um, you can check that out at IdahoNews.com. But uh, the uh, Salvation Army hygiene drive got underway at 6 o'clock this morning and will continue till 6 tonight. So if you'd like to take part in that. It's, um, good, it's a good cause. It's a great cause, especially in this day and age, because that's, that's some of the things um, you know that you have to have. And if you're making cutbacks, if you've looked at the prices of all those items, um, some of the prices haven't gone up. Uh, I noticed that the last time um, that I got toothpaste, the price didn't go up. However, the toothpaste is much smaller. Yeah. The tube is much smaller. I, th- I think you're right. I've, I've bought a few uh, tubes of toothpaste lately, and, and they're about maybe three-quarters of the size they used to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, I, because I when I originally, and the box is the same size, so it tricks you. The box <laughs> is the same size it was until you open up the box and you look at the uh, tube. So... Realistically, the price didn't go up, but it really did. KBOI News Time six forty five. Rick Worthington here with the uh, latest on sports. Did you did you find our dude for hockey? I don't know who he is. I and I would listen back to some of the clips. There are quite a few clips that I used the other day. Which one in particular were, were you looking for? Anyone that the guy he was just fabulous. 
the, anytime the dude screams, yeah, yeah it's every one the of dude, them. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's every one of them. That's pretty funny. He's a wordsmith. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, time for a check on sports. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli Did in Meridian. The screamer. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you want to uh, not travel all the way, you're in East Boise. You can also travel there because they opened up a new location last month. If you haven't been there, it's just off Gallon Road in East Boise in the old Quiznos location. Get into Fat Guys Fresh Deli for lunch or dinner today. All right, we got the Astros and Mariners from last night. Really? Here's the 0-1. And that's ripped to right field. That's a base hit. Alvarez around third base. He'll score easily. Tucker to third. An RBI single by the kid. It's 2-1. to one. Jeremy Pena, RBI single. Give the Astros a 2-1 to one lead. They wouldn't need any more, but they got more. The 2-0. And Alvarez hits it to right deep. It sends back Trammell onto the warning track at the wall. He leaves. And that ball is gone! A two-run home run for Jordan Alvarez. And the Astros' lead is 4-1. to one. Alvarez goes deep for the 17th time this year. And Houston would go on to win that game 4-1. to one. The loss drops the Mariners to 25-31. That's 11 games back of Houston. But now every team besides the Astros have a losing record in the American League West. The Angels, who are in second place, had lost 12 in a row going into last night's game against Boston. Grief. And they couldn't lose another one, right? Two balls, two strikes. <laughs> Here's the pitch. Swinging a ground ball into right field. That's a base hit. Story rounds third. He will score. Vasquez delivers. He's high-stepping over at first base. Six. Five Red Sox. So, what, those uh, Angels with new the best manager, two players in baseball. New manager didn't make a difference last night, huh? Guess, uh, I guess uh, all that star power isn't going to accumulate wins for the Astros now. Can you imagine that? You have Shohei Otani, who's arguably the best player we've seen in years, right along next to Mike Trout, the perennial MVP, and they can't win games with those two dudes in the lineup? They're paying them a lot of they money. Got, they got Anthony Rendon, too. No kidding. It has been really good. Uh, by the way, the Angels did lose last night. Six to five in ten innings over the Red Thirteen in a Sox. row. Thirteen Ouch. games in a row. That's what I'm talking about. And as a, as a fan of the A's who are in dead last and have no chance of pulling out of that <laughs> hole, it's still fun to watch the Angels lose. He said hole. Yeah. KBY News Time is 647. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up uh, for you this morning, another chance for you to pick up some free food. News Talk KBOI, Casper and Chris show, doing our best to help with inflation. Because free (laughs) stuff never goes up, right? Well, it's always, it's always the same price. That's true. Yeah. You can get less of it, but you, it's still free. $50 gift certificate uh, is up for grabs uh, for you this morning. If you would like to go to DeLuca's Italian Restaurant in downtown Boise, we've got a gift certificate, $50 value. That will feed, definitely feed you and a guest. If you want some great Italian food, all you have to do is answer our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network. If you need uh, anything having to do with real estate, buying, selling, investing, farmland, uh, doesn't matter. They can help you out. Call today at 208-888-4128. Our question today is, uh, what is the biggest city, largest city in America by size, not by population, but by size, we're talking acreage. By area. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, this city, by the way, I'll give you a hint for those of you who are listening early, is almost twice the size of Rhode Island. City twice the size of, of Rhode Island. So if you know the answer, stick around. Just after 8 o'clock, we'll give you a chance to answer and win. Get that $50 gift certificate compliments of DeLuca's Italian Restaurant. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707, good morning. He's Chris Walton and Mike Casper. Phone lines are open if you want to participate in the show. And yes, we always encourage that. 208 336 pound 670 if you have a Verizon telephone. Um, 1-800-529-5264. That is toll-free from wherever you might be listening. Uh, talked a lot. We're, we're not the only ones, by the way. Um, major news stories locally here having to do with the assessments that have uh, pretty much been coming out over the last couple of weeks. Ada County, Canyon County, uh, people shocked, um, surprised. Even the assessors in both Ada County and uh, Canyon County had warned uh, you not to be shocked. However, I was shocked, surprised, amazed, aghast, gogged, and thunderstruck and with wonderment. It's like when somebody says, all right, I'm going to tell you something, but don't be mad. People are mad. You know, what are the chances you're not going to be mad? Um, not a lot, considering assessments um, in Canyon County, 30 to 60% higher than a year ago. When you combine that with the assessments from the year before that, um, you're talking between um, 50 to 75 percent increase in assessments in just a two-year period. Uh, Ada County, a little bit better, but still 30 to 60 percent over a two-year period, and people are not happy about it. Now, granted, we, we've told you that that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, that that's how much your Taxes are going to go up just because you're you see an increase of thirty to forty percent on your assessed value. That doesn't mean your taxes are going to go up, but your taxes are going to go up <laughs> because they base what your assessment or what your your tax base is based on the value of your home plus like how that. much money they need. I like that. Nothing means directly that your taxes are going up, but, but all the same, going up. your taxes are going up. Representative Idaho State Representative John Gannon yesterday announced that he wants a special session of the legislature saying that this is serious enough that we should come back and address this. Because you didn't have three months in January, February, and March to do it. Yeah, I think they, they usually spend most of January and February and the first three weeks of March getting ready for the final week of March. Yeah. Here's the problem, Mike. What was the one... Big issue we said had to be addressed during the legislature this year. Hmm. Was that property taxes? Property taxes. What was the one big issue that we said needed to be addressed last year? Same thing. Property taxes. Here's the deal. Instead of uh, this next session, instead of uh, uh, you know saying that it needs to be addressed, why don't we tell them it needs to be solved? Maybe that's where we've been screwing up. Senator Jim Rice, and we talked about this yesterday, who will not be a senator come January because he lost in his uh, primary, had uh, an out-of-the-box idea, eliminating most of of the taxes on property uh, in favor of increasing sales tax by 1.75%, and at the same time also increasing grocery tax rebates for everybody um, that lives in the state. I don't know why that's a good idea. Because for about 80% of the people, it's less money. Property I'm just taxes, saying, I, I don't like the idea of food costing more than it already does right now. 
No, and I, I totally get that. And maybe that would need to be looked at because of what inflation at, at the time when this was talked about. I mean, it's cool that I'm dieting and I'm not eating as much, but come on. <laughs> and that was some of the complaints. It's like, just because you're increasing my uh, rebate for my five people in my family, and I can't remember what the what the grocery tax rebate was supposed to increase by, but the complaint was, I don't get that money back until the next year's taxes. So I'm paying all that in now, but I don't get it back for a year. I get that. Some people want that to actually happen right away. Senator Jim Rice was on uh, with Nate Shellman talking about this um, because as of the legislature, it, it didn't even make it out of committee. The committee didn't even uh, allow it to come up for a vote. He was talking uh, yesterday with uh, Senator Jim Rice, had some interesting things, and I thought uh, it was good enough for you to uh, hear just a portion of that, talking about whether or not that he thinks that this still is viable to do the important thing is is that what we tend to get in election years is too many legislators wanting to be reelected so that they're not willing to really take any big steps that will fix problems and this is what we're running into um, we had made real progress with property tax with 389 because we took out the biggest driver of property tax increases which was the new the old new construction formula that where everybody paid a lot extra because of the new construction, mm-hmm. that's gone. So this is not going to be as bad as it would have been had we not done that. However, one of the things we've talked about repeatedly is there still is some shift, and then there are tax increases. And both are, are drivers in what's happening with people's property taxes still. And the so it's it's kind of interesting. I I heard your thing about somebody calling for a special session. State representative right. State Representative John Ginn uh, put out a press release right before the uh, right before the start of the program today, and says, quite frankly, the failure of the legislature is so serious that a special session should be an option when you have an obvious ridiculous situation. It's the duty of government to take care of the problem. And then you started harassing me on Facebook, which meant I got to call you. So yep. Were there any ideas, any other ideas besides yours that were brought forth during the legislative session to address property tax? Not that would have made much difference uh, for homeowners. Uh, There were ideas kicked around um, that would have made some difference, like using some of the surplus to pay uh, bonds off Mm -hmm. on schools. That would help in some places, but not others. Um, so you could do a little bit of that. The problem with a special session is you have to have something that people will vote for, but more than that, you have to have something that could go into effect soon enough to affect this coming year's budget. So the budgets that are being set right now by the local units of government, and that leaves you with two possibilities. Uh, it would be, Difficult to get the um, the one I proposed done, but it's doable uh, in that time if it were done immediately. The other possibility is one-time tax relief out of surplus funds, but you'd still need to do it probably before the end of August uh, so that it could show up on the November property tax notices. And, and then you would need to fix things with real solutions in January. 
So you could do that to get through till January. I think you have somewhat of an anomaly this year because the tax commission required all the assessors to true up uh, or to increase the assessments because the tax commission felt that the residential assessments were too low. And so you had extra increase in the assessed values because of, of that analysis. Um, and that actually makes this even more difficult because it's a really bad time for them to, to do that, but it's what the tax commission's required to do. Once again, that was Senator Jim Rice, just a portion of the interview. If you want to hear the whole thing, he talks more about it. And even though he won't be a senator coming up in uh, January, he says he is continuing to uh, work on this project and will continue as a citizen after January to try and uh, put something together um, in, in, in when the legislation or when the legislature gets back in session beginning in, in January. I bet he'll run. he'll run for something soon because he likes to be relevant, you know? Yeah. It was interesting. He did say that he didn't think it was because of the uh, tax bill that he didn't win his primary. He thought that uh, new districting lines had more to do with it than that. Check out the podcast. Once again, you can get through on the Facebook page, or you can go to KBOI.com. Right now, time for another check on what's going on with sports with Rick Worthington, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian. Get in for lunch there today, or you can head to East Boise, just off Gowan. Find out why Fat Guys Fresh Deli, number one rated deli in Idaho. The Denver Broncos were worth a whole bunch of money, as it turns out. Have you heard about this deal? Chris Walton's family are, are, is who's buying it. Yeah. Nice job, Chris. <laughs> yeah, there's some you and John Elway can hang the out. Walton family. They're some of the, the, the closest cousins I've, I've never met. The Walton Penner Group, headed by Walmart's heir, Rob Walton, his daughter, and her husband, have bought the Denver Broncos. The agreement is worth four. $0.65 billion. That's a ridiculous amount of money. And uh, a complete drop in the bucket for that family. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't sale, even notice the loss. The sale agreement is subject to review by the NFL's Franchise Committee and must be approved by a full vote of NFL owners. 24 yes votes are needed for that sale to be approved. Do you think anybody will stand in the way of the Broncos being worth $4.65 billion. No. Nobody that owns an NFL team is going to say, yeah, let's not approve that. (laughs) It just means the value of every NFL franchise just went up a ton. One of these days I'm going to want to sell my team, and I'd like to sell it for considerably less than that. No kidding. (laughs) You never never hear that. So the uh, deal is expected to take 60 to 90 days for the sale to be approved and the deal to be closed. No issues are expected, so we do expect this to go through. The Broncos have been one of the NFL's most successful franchises in the Super Bowl era. Three Super Bowl wins in Pat Bowen's ownership tenure, and they now have an ownership group with some of the deepest pockets in the entire league. Yeah, the Walmart family, the Walton family, does have a buck or two that they can throw around. And by the way, it was thought that Going out and getting Russell Wilson makes the franchise more attractive for what's to come in the future. They've got a great wide receiver group. They've got a Super Bowl winning quarterback who's not that old, really. Mm -hmm. 
You yeah, know, the Denver you, Broncos. You heard, you heard how much he's asking. They're going to need rich people. Oh, they're going to need to have that. He wants yeah. fifty million a year well, for of five he does. years. Aaron Donald just got paid forty million a year, and he's a defensive tackle for goodness' sake. There's one reason why Seattle said, "Yeah, I don't think we have fifty million for." Yeah. I don't know how the Rams continue to sign people the way they have. I really don't. They'll suck here in a couple of years. But I mean, I I can't even begin to fathom what four point six five billion dollars is all about in a bank account either. KBOI News Time is seven eighteen. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates once again with us this morning to talk about your money. Looks like the uh, stock market going to be opening down here in a few minutes after being up just a little bit yesterday. Um, uh, What's going on uh, today with uh, the, you know, it looked like that uh, we were going to be up. Uh, a little bit earlier, uh, it looked like uh, J- J- Japanese stock market, uh, the Nikkei index, was uh, up early but then dropped down to red numbers. So what's going on today? Yeah, no, it was interesting yesterday because obviously there was the the big news from Target, which kind of set the tone at the market open that you know that could potentially spill over to the broader markets where there was a bit of scare for retail, uh, your big corporate retail earnings. However, that that changed. We had two back-to-back days of uh, positive territory for the major U.S. indexes, particularly the Dow Jones, right? So this morning, we're seeing futures turn to the downside, and this is largely due to much of what we're dealing with here in the U.S., but now this concern's going into the Eurozone. So you have concerns that may, that global central banks are going to continue their aggressive interest rate increases. And the latest to, to kind of emerge is, is Europe, where you have gross, gross domestic product for the first quarter growing higher than anticipated. So this is another case of good news being bad news. Sure, the Eurozone economy grew. However, that means that it's very likely the European Central Bank will move more aggressively with interest rate hikes to combat inflation. Does this sound familiar? Of course it does, because this is exactly what we're dealing with here in the States. Now, the ECB, they're going to meet on Thursday, and they're likely going to lay out a path of how aggressive they will be with their interest rates, but that's certainly kind of rattling markets now. Now, additionally, you have the Federal Reserve uh, set to meet next week, which is likely they will lift interest rates by half of a percent for June and July. But what uh, what they're going to be watching very closely and the, what really could drive the next big move in interest rate expectations, because that's what's being priced into the market right now, is what's anticipated moving forward is on Friday, because that's when we get the consumer price index being released. And this is where it's going to give us a clear indication of what the rate of the economy and what the rate of inflation is doing over last month. So, of course, the stock market wants to see inflation decline much faster than what is being uh, anticipated by economists. They're seeing about a 0.1% drop in the month of May than what we saw April. Stock market wants to see a quicker deceleration of inflation for us to really see a, a bit of a jump or maybe seeing that the bottom's priced in. So not only are we feeling these inflation effects and what the uh, central banks are doing here in the States, it's starting to trickle over into uh, the Eurozone as well. Now, on the on the Chinese standpoint, it's interesting because you're seeing a lot of... Um, these large technology stocks actually getting a good bump today in pre-market. They're actually trading a little bit higher, especially the ones listed in the U.S. Because uh, you're get, you're getting uh, chi- the Chinese government or the state. They're actually allowing um, video games to be to be bought and purchased because they had some high restrictions on those a few months ago. So that kind of changed sentiment around. Hey, maybe this technology sector in China it's um it's got some legs now because it's been getting beat up to the tune of like seventy to eighty percent down. All right. 
Uh, Jeremiah, thanks. We'll get an update uh, from you here in about an hour. Stock market opening up, looking like uh, to the downside here in a few minutes, and then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jess. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. National Weather Service has forecast above normal temperatures in the region for July through September, according to Outlooks published this week. There is a 50 to 60% chance that temperatures will be above normal. Forecast also predicts 33 to 44% chance of below normal precipitation. In other news, there's a 50 to 60% chance that I could gain more than five pounds over the <laughs> summer. <laughs> 50 to 60. Uh, That's uh, lower than usual. In other words, they really don't know. They can't predict. Now, last summer, you remember what temperatures were at this time last year? I do not. We had had uh, about a week of 100 plus degree temperatures. It was uh, steamy, yeah. It was really hot last year. Last summer, heat records threatened uh, with frequency during what became the nation's uh, hottest summer on record. The area saw 18 days. We saw 18 days in the Treasure Valley of 100-degree temperatures, falling two days short of the record that was set in 2003. Uh, Boise experienced nine consecutive days at above 100 degrees, tying a current record. I'm starting to remember that, but I I think I I made an effort to block that from my mind after it happened. Um, I bring this uh, up leading into this because it's interesting to watch the Idaho Snowtail current snow water equivalent and how much it has changed over the last two months. Even even last week, remember, there were some ridiculous 400% above normal yeah. precipitation. Now, we had a massive amount of rain last last week. Get, are you ready for this? Sure. Payette area, 1,100% above normal water equivalent. Little Lost River area, 1,457%. For this month, right? Not overall. No, this is overall. This is no this wow. this is this year. We've gone from back in April, you remember everything was below. Yeah, way no, below. 80 to 90%, nothing was at 100%. Every place in the state is now all over 100%. Um you've got Birch Medicine Lodge Beaver Camas area 1614% above normal. Clearwater area 220%, Salmon area 929%. Um in the Big Wood, which is Sun Valley area, 293% uh, above. And if you're wondering, hey, what's Boise? Because we had a massive amount of rain last week. That has now jumped to the Boise Mountain area, 127% uh, so above normal percentage. If Even if the drought is not over, it, ha- it has eased a bit. It is. Oh, we, we were looking. It was looking horrendous in April that it was going to be just even worse than last year. Um, but now we're still in a drought. Um, we're going to be a lot better than what we were expected. It's but a problem, though. It's still going to be a problem, especially if we get really hot temperatures. Now, if we don't get really hot temperatures uh, in the summertime, I mean, right now they're talking irrigation is going to last uh, into uh, end of August and September, um, where they were looking at cutting off irrigation in July of this year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all good news. Let's get to check out one more time on what's going on with sports this morning with Rick Worthington, brought Thank to you, you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli in Meridian and in East Boise. Check it out today. You can check out their new menu, too, at FatGuysFreshDeli.com. Let's look ahead. Game three of the NBA Finals will be tonight, 7 p.m. on ABC. 
Ahead of tonight's game, both teams held pressers to discuss the game yesterday afternoon. Jason Tatum of the Celtics didn't play great in either of the first two games of the series. Of course, he was supposed to stop Steph Curry, which is not really easy to do. You have a bad day at work, the next day you want to have a better day at work. Um, you know, it's, I think everybody can understand that. You know, you lose a game or don't play well, you want to come back and have a better game. Uh, and I'm sure everybody can relate to that, whatever you, you know, whatever you, you work at. Uh, it's all the same. And then there's Steph Curry, who, with the series tied at 1-1, knows in order for them to win another title, they got to go into Boston and win a game. We always know how to just find a way to win games, no matter what style it is, high scoring, low scoring, defensive battle, shootout, whatever it is. There's a lot of history in this in this city and in this in, in this building. And it should be an amazing atmosphere, you know, out there on the court tomorrow and uh, and Friday. Celtics have won a championship or two, right? Uh, other news. I seem to remember something about them winning once yeah, or twice. A guy named Bill Russell. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, we joked about them earlier because they're in a 13-game losing streak. It did cost them their manager. Their GM came in yesterday and uh, cleaned up the mess that Joe Madden had left in it, the uh, it worked, Angels right? clubhouse. Well, not yesterday it didn't. Oh. But, uh, you know, that's how that goes. So it's uh, Phil Nevin, former major leaguer, who comes in and will play manager for... You know, if until later, if <laughs> until if, further if, notice, if if your team can't win with Joe Madden as their manager, and you are the GM, it might kind of be your fault. <laughs> Could be. You Although, know, again, they do the have the two guys, best players. In Sorry, that's my computer. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that people forget: it's just as hard to lose 13 games in a row as it is to win 13 games in a row. I think it's harder to win them. Yeah, I think it is too. I, then how come you don't see more people with thirteen game losing streaks? I don't know. Let's ask Pete Rose <laughs> because how that goes. because no one has that listed as a goal. It, as, if you're unless you're trying to lose, it's hard to lose thirteen games in a row. I disagree. I think you got to try to win first. But that's well, you point. are trying to win. That's why. That's why I say it's hard. To, it's hard to do that. You know, you're you're trying to win. I don't think I'm going to argue with you later. To lose. Okay. KBOI News Time is 7.48. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to take part in the show. Also toll free 1-800-529-5264. You can email us, chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Uh, also, text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Nice, nice to hear from Bob and Kathy this morning. Listening to you right now from Jerusalem, Israel. The sounds okay, of that's, home. That's the first time I've heard that one. Yep, the sounds of home. Thank you, God bless, Bob. Um, thank you guys for listening to us, and glad we could uh, give you guys the uh, sounds of home from Israel listening live. I'm guessing you're listening online this morning. I don't I'm, think that we probably come in at 6.70 a.m. I'm glad we are wholly available, though. <laughs> ah, ah. But thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. You know, we have a toll-free number if you want to call us, too. 1-800-529-5264. Uh, Kevin writes in, Morning, Mike. Uh, I hear from my son, who just finished eighth grade at Fairmont Junior High. 
that next year there will be separate bathrooms for kids who dress up like animals in costumes or whatever. They call it something like Furbies or Furries or something. Is this for real? First of all, it's not called Furbies. That's a toy. Um, it, it is called Furries. I don't know if this is for real or not. It would not furries. surprise me. Furries are for real, apparently, but I don't know about the uh, bathroom thing. I don't know about Fairmont Junior High. My kids, uh, my kids both went there, but it was it's been a long time ago. Where does Fairmont feed into? Because this would be into the high school. Because he's he's graduating from they went eighth from, grade. They went from Fairmont to Capital. Okay, so this would be Capital High School. We have heard that there are, have been furries in schools this year. We've heard from parents of children that there are furries in schools here in the Treasure Valley. However, I cannot tell you. Maybe somebody listening who is at Capital High School has something to do see, with Capital High School can, can weigh in and let us know if they are going to have separate bathrooms for furries next year. I can see where that could get offensive to a kid. You know, like if the, the teacher says, take off that costume, and he says, it's not a costume, ma'am. I wonder if... I'm just this hairy. You would have to have furry, male furry bathrooms and female furry bathrooms, if, or if all the furries would share the same bathroom, if there'd be unisex furry bathrooms. Or is it just a tree? Well, if they're saying that they're going to have a bathroom, I'm doubting it's a tree. So, cool. it's, so it's it's an actual bathroom, not just the equivalent for a furry. That's what it. That's what his kid says. Right. That they've he's been told next year um, when he goes into the high school. So, if you're listening this morning and you uh, have anything to do with capital, is this true? Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Once again, thanks for listening to the show, being a part of the show. Remember, you can always be more of a part of the show if you want to call us up at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 if you have a Verizon wireless phone. You can email Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, or text us. This one comes in from Robin. says, hi, Mike and Chris. I have a Centennial High in Boise Elementary. Uh, I saw Centennial High in Boise Elementary confirm the furries. Don't know about the bathroom thing, but I am appalled. What is going on with our poor kids? Luckily, my grandson just shakes his head, but I still worry he is objected to the nonsense every day that he is in the classroom. Thanks. Yeah, we we you're not the only person that we've heard from that said furries are that was from Robin in the schools. Yeah, uh. um, but still, I want to hear. Um, we had the question earlier this morning that uh, a uh, kid who had graduated f- from Fairmont Junior High going to be entering in high school and was told that they have furry bathrooms starting next year in high school. And I was just curious, is that true or not? Don't know. Uh, see, John wrote in and says regarding Denver Broncos sale. So are all the Walmarts going to get repainted blue and orange? I don't think so. <laughs> I get the feeling they're going to keep those two entities somewhat separate. separate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had something I wanted to play this morning, and I, I am not a big proponent. I don't. I don't pay attention when celebrities, you know, get involved in politics and try to pontificate and tell us what to think or do. I. I. You know, stand-up comedians who become late-night hosts. Um, I, I don't really pay attention to. I like Johnny Carson said that he doesn't talk politics and he never had politics, you know, on his show because, and I totally believe this, no matter what you talk about, you're pissing off half, half your audience. That sounds about right. And 
normally I, I, I would say the same thing. However, there was something that came across yesterday um, on gun control, and I give this person a little more credence. He's a big star in Hollywood. Matthew McConaughey was at the White House yesterday talking about gun control. And the reason why I give him a little more credence is because he is from, that's his hometown, Uvalde, Texas is his hometown. That's where he's from. He is a big proponent of the Second Amendment. He owns guns himself. And I wanted you to hear, this is, this is a little bit long, but I wanted you to hear this because uh, it, it actually was very, very good. Take a listen. When the details take precedence. Okay, maybe the not there. Hold on. My fault. Done. My bad. There we go. Look, we heard, from, we heard from so many people, right? Families of the deceased, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, Texas Rangers, hunters, Border Patrol, and responsible gun owners who won't give up their Second Amendment right to bear arms. And you know what they all said? We want secure and safe schools, and we want gun laws that won't make it so easy for the bad guys to get these damn guns. So, we know it's on the table. We need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values. And we need responsible gun ownership. Responsible gun ownership. We need background checks. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21. We need a waiting period for those rifles. We need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them. These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations to our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. These regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward for a civil society and, and the Second Amendment. Look, is this cure-all? Hell no. But people are hurting. Families are, parents are. And look, as is, is, is divided as our country is this gun responsibility issue is one that we agree on more than we don't. It really is. Look, this should be a nonpartisan issue. This should not be a partisan issue. There is not a Democratic or Republican value in one single act of these shooters. It's not. But people in power have failed to act. So we're asking you, and I'm asking you, will you please ask yourselves, can both sides rise above? Can both sides see beyond the political problem at hand and admit that we have a life preservation problem on our hands? Because we've got a chance right now to reach for and to grasp a higher ground above our political affiliations. A chance to make a choice that does more than protect your party a chance to make a choice that protects our country now and for the next generation. We've got to take a sober, humble, and honest look in the mirror and rebrand ourselves based on what we truly value. 
what we truly value. We gotta get some real courage and honor our immortal obligations instead of our party affiliations. Enough with the counterpunching. Enough with the invalidation of the other side. Let's come to the common table that represents the American people. Find a middle, middle ground. The place where most of us Americans live anyway, especially on this issue. Because I promise you, uh, America, you and me, we are not as divided as we are being told we are. No. Matthew McConaughey yesterday at the uh, White House. We have a, a little bit more we'll play just after uh, 8 o'clock this morning on what he personally would like to see done. So, I mean, it's not just him saying, hey, something has to be done. He, he does have some stuff um, nothing, that he, he would like to see, see done. Nothing seemed terribly uh, controversial about what he said. You know what I heard there? What? I heard, and I, I'm going to make this just based on that, you're going to see him run for office one day. Maybe. He's already had people trying to get him to run for governor of Texas. People don't care about skeletons in your closet anymore, do they? <laughs> well, based on some of the uh, people we've had in office, yeah, no, he's, not, not a lot. He's got some, uh, I don't even think he keeps in his, his I think he keeps his on his coffee table. Uh, Carrie in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Hi there, how are you? I'm doing good. Um, we are NRA, and we are strong supporters of um, Second Amendment, and we do see the dangers of opening the door crack to um, really unfair, kind of like, really, let's face it, the liberals basically would, uh, progressives would like to take our guns, period. Um, so we know that's a danger. But if you notice what Matthew McConaughey said, he's very um, specific. He had specific points he wanted to make, and they were all very carefully crafted with provisos. In other words, if there's going to be that crack, you regulate it so that it can't be easily moved down the pike, you know, to taking our guns. So um, we d I really do think we support everything he said. So as a card-carrying NRA member, you were, right. you were okay with everything he had to say? With all those provisos. You got to make sure that... I know the the one thing that's really going to be tough is is the is the age limit. Matt, you might not get that one. Like he's he's hoping that probably not all of those get taken, but some of them. We've, we've but we've got to move. The biggest problem I really remember this because I'm old <laughs> is is when under Reagan. See how old I am. <laughs> under Reagan, it might have been just before him, but I think it was with him. They changed the ruling with with mental health. So that you could not be committed without your own uh, agreement. And that's not really smart because some people are never going to agree to that and they need it. Yeah. You, you see? Yeah. So there needs to be a lot more on the mental health area, a lot more. You thank, know. thank you for I, the I mean, call. You notice that all those kids are under 21 who've been doing this and we've got to do something yeah. with the mental health and the, the restriction. Thank you for the call, Carrie. Appreciate it. Uh, Craig write, uh, writes in... Uh, says, everything Matthew said is cool except for red flag laws. That's a slippery slope. I, I agree with you. I didn't have a problem with anything, talking about anything. The red flag laws does bother me because you're, you're taking away something guaranteed by the Constitution without due process. 
that that's the problem I have with yeah. red flag laws. Besides, I mean, okay, breaking the law, that's uh, fairly cut and dry, but uh, whether or not you're insane and likely to break the law is just an opinion. Yeah. That's, and, that's until you do problem. it. Until you, yeah, until you do it. You're trying, you're trying to say, oh, we think this person is thinking about possibly thinking about doing something, so I mean, we got to stop them from... Think about, if I just say the sentence, like, the craziest person you've ever known, whoever popped into your head right there... Are they are they in prison? Are they a criminal, or are they just yeah. kind of crazy? Yeah, we'll talk more about this uh, coming up. And like I said, there's a, a little bit more. This was a long thing. He had he talked for about 20 minutes. We're not going to play the whole thing, but got a uh, just a couple more minutes. We'll get to after the top of the hour. Congressman Russ Fulcher, he's uh, due to be with us live from Washington D.C. Coming up here in about 25 minutes. Coming up here next, chance for you to pick up a free fifty dollar gift certificate. Compliments of De, De Luca's Italian Restaurant in downtown Boise with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That's on the way next. Don't go away. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's Casper and Chris, and also Bill. Bill is on the line. He's going to get first crack at our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question for a fifty dollar gift certificate to De Luca's Italian Restaurant in Bodo. All right, Bill. What is the biggest city in America by size? We're talking area, not by population. What is the biggest city? Sitka, Alaska. S- don't you can't say that on the radio. Why not? <laughs> oh, did you say Sitka? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can yeah, say that on the radio. Alaska. Sitka, yeah, Alaska, Alaska, twice the size of Rhode Island, twenty-eight hundred and seventy square miles, but it only has nine thousand residents. Right. Right. Congratulations. You got a $50 gift to get compliments of uh, DeLuca's Italian restaurant. We got more chances for you to uh, win. Speaking of uh, great deals on food, don't forget coming up on Friday, KBOI Sweet Deal. This week we have two sweet deals for the price of one. So you get half price, half price, basically. Uh, it, there's a new breakfast place in uh, CUNA, and it is worth the drive. Uh, pork belly, large portions, affordable prices. Um, you've got uh, breakfast lunch, dinner, um, you've got sandwiches, burgers, smoked coffee beans, and more. And this is the place that I talked about a few weeks ago that I went to and said you can uh, order their gravy and just put it in, in a, a cup and drink it out of the cup. Can, can you get an IV? Um, no, because you, want it, you, you don't want it to just go straight into your system. You want to enjoy it going over your taste buds. They but, actually have those. They're called yeah. gravy. I'm going to be interested to see because I know you, know, you like biscuits and gravy, and I'm mm-hmm. not a biscuit and gravy fan. I like, you know, gravy's fine, but... Um, I, I don't like them either. I destroy them every time they're put before me. <laughs> their biscuits and gravy were fantastic, and um, I, I took some food home, and to go with that food that I took home, I ordered extra gravy. It mm-hmm. is so good. So we'll, we'll also be there next week, by the way, for our hometown breakfast. Um, but that's our sweet deal. If you want to get a $50 gift certificate for only $25, remember, coming up Friday morning at 9 o'clock, go to KBOI.com. Also, a half-price deal on Bear Valley Rafting. Um, once again, this week, $56 value, half-price for only $28, good for a half-day trip from uh, Bear Valley Rafting on the Payette. Both of those deals are available beginning at 9 o'clock. You know a common saying in Sitka, Alaska? I'm going next door. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. What was it? The proposal um, with Sandra Bullock yeah. and Ryan Reynolds was filmed in Sitka. Man, yeah, and that place is beautiful. And their nearest neighbors were a long way away. And you can't get any place except by boat or plane. 
Anyway, congratulations, Bill. Uh, hang on. Congressman Russ Fulcher, due to be with us, coming up here live just after news at the bottom of the hour. Um, I just got a message. Fulcher will be a few minutes late, so it'll be it'll be coming up here um, sometime after the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll talk to him. Phone lines are open. We'll uh, get back to more of your phone calls coming up after 9. And if you want to get your comments in right now, you can email us, chris at kboi.com or mike at kboi.com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Just got a message uh, from Congressman Russ Fulcher's press secretary um, that he has been called in for a committee vote and might be a few minutes late. So we are awaiting Congressman Russ Fulcher, who we are due to talk to. I can't believe that he thinks a committee vote is more important than talking to us, but hey, okay. Um, Congressman Russ Fulcher will be with us coming up here in just a few minutes. By the way, that was sarcastic. I do <laughs> think that that is more important than talking to yes. uh, myself and Chris. It's nice when you uh, call somebody in Washington and they can't come to the phone because they're doing their job. Uh, email in, no name on this. There is not a single word that Mike McSee, I think he means Matthew McConaughey, said that made any sense. I can't believe you said he was reasonable. Reasonable to a communist? Name one item he said that would have stopped any of the recent killings. You have so nailed it for me that you are most definitely a mouthpiece for those who would take our rights away. Once again, I would like a very direct answer from you. How does taking a gun away from a moral person or making it much more difficult to get one keep an immoral person from killing? I didn't say that. I never once said, and Matthew McConaughey didn't say anything about taking guns away either. I, no, I don't know what you were listening to. Um, I think you just hear guns and you see red no matter what anybody says. Matthew McConaughey is a strong proponent of the Second Amendment. He owns guns. We it's have looking. to we have to have a conversation to see. I, I I I don't necessarily agree with everything you said. I I mentioned red flag laws. I have a huge huge problem with. But talking about background checks, I don't know what your problem is with background checks. And I I, I know a lot of people go, wait a minute, we already have background checks. No, we don't have background checks on everything. And here's the other thing: background checks are not always enforced. Let's enforce background checks. You know, that that's what he's saying. Right. Whether you agree with him or not, that's fine. But the stuff that he talked about had nothing to do with taking people's guns away. That's what I liked about it. He's not saying we have to get rid of guns. We had really we have to raise the age if, to if buy you, an AK-47. It's not taking away a gun. You, you can flip through Twitter or any of these uh, things online, and you won't find a lot of people saying, let's get rid of guns. What they're saying is, okay, let's do this, let's do that, let's, or, or what people call chipping away, you know. Mm-hmm. And by the way, um, you know, calling me a mouthpiece for <laughs> for that, I I don't know where where you necessarily get that because I'm not paid to do that. And I just said that Matthew McConaughey gave a great speech at the White House. I I didn't mind, you know, as far as when people are speaking at the White House. Usually, I don't agree with anything they say these days. Well, like but, I say that that guy writes us uh, a whole email every morning <laughs> uh congressman russ fulcher um finally decided uh you know that it was more important to talk to uh chris and i than to do a committee vote congressman welcome <laughs> into the show he's probably finished <laughs> um what was Hello, your mike and chris 
Can you share what your committee vote was this morning? Yes, uh, this was very pertinent, and uh, I just need to set the stage. Uh, we have not had what's called a committee markup in natural resources for two months. That means we haven't reviewed a bill, gone through amendment process and all that in detail in two months. But this morning was an exception. The, uh, our Democrat chairman pulled us in to address one of the most compelling issues of the day, apparently, at least in their mind. And on the docket this morning that I just voted on a few minutes ago to, to object to was the issue of big cat ownership apparently raised by the concern of some Netflix series called Tiger King. And this is what <laughs> got brought before the Natural Resource Committee. I am not making this up. I literally stepped out three minutes ago hey. uh, so that I could address that. Now, there's a few other things going on in D.C. One of them I heard you talking about just as I logged on here. But, uh, no, we had to step out, take a time out to address something so incredibly critical Big cat ownership in the U.S. That did, is that is the most important thing did, that people are talking about. Did you vote yes or no? I mean, and how was it worded? I've, I I voted to suspend the debate on that particular issue and take up something that perhaps the people of America might have a little bit more interest in, the natural resource like energy production and the cost of energy that we're all experiencing right now. So that was my vote, and we promptly got overridden. And so as soon as I leave this conversation, I'm going back into natural resources to have that all-important debate on big cat ownership in the mm -hmm. U.S. Now, in November, there is going to be a huge rollover and changeover in leadership, and the, the current majority is going to ask themselves, what in the heck happened? And uh, my response will be, well, for one thing, uh, an example of that took place today. You have your priorities totally mixed up. Let's talk about something, that, as you said, that's being talked about in the uh, House this week, and uh, that is the uh, gun debate. Yeah, it's going to be up today. Um, here's an, another interesting point. I would like to talk to you about some of the detail of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we're going to be voting on this as soon as 1.30 Eastern, 11.30 um, 11 Mountain Time, and I've not seen details of it yet. My understanding is uh, there will be some combined components to it, some, some red flag laws, some, some uh, constraints on magazine sizes, potentially a change in the, in the age of people that can acquire a weapon, but uh, another, this, you're going to sound. This is going to sound like uh, I think uh, Shellman's rant rave Friday, and I'm doing the rant right now. Forgive me. <laughs> but the the point is, is that wouldn't wouldn't it be uh, reasonable to have this debate? Wouldn't it be reasonable to uh, for everyone to see the content? Wouldn't it be reasonable to take these issues one thing at a time when we're talking about not just changing the Second Amendment of the United States, but the Fourth Amendment of the United States, possibly the Fifteenth Amendment of the United States? That is the type of thing that, that is absolutely maddening here. And then, the, you know, the, uh, uh, the reaction, regardless of what happens, will we'll focus on uh, uh, the, this assumption that, that somehow, some way, there was a legitimate discussion and debate on these issues. I just need to try to fill you in to let you know the reality, which is we are not having a serious debate on it. We're going to vote on it here shortly, but um, I will only know the high points of the content and so will all of my colleagues, at least on the Republican side, 
We'll see the, just the high points of the content uh, but have no, no information on the detail because there won't be the physical time to even review it or, or discuss it. We're going to take a break here. Congressman Russ Fulcher is uh, with us for a few more minutes. You can hang on for uh, another segment before we have to go uh, vote on Big Cats again, right? Yes. All right. Hold on. Congressman Russ Fulcher, live from Washington, D.C. We'll take a quick break for a final check on traffic. Download the 670-KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Congressman Russ Fulcher uh, here with us this morning live from Washington, D.C. Uh, Having for a few more minutes. Chris had one more question oh, yeah, about on the, the very big... important thing that the House is under mm-hmm. consideration for. Oh, the uh, big cats. Yeah. Yeah, ask them uh, about that. Uh, I've heard there's a new hybrid of big cats. Ask them if they're in favor of lion cheetahs. <laughs> oh, um, you know what? That's something that I just might remember and repeat sometime. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll make sure and point that out. By the way, on that issue, uh, let's. I don't want to be too sarcastic in the sense that uh, you know this just happened to come up today. Uh, the, the leadership's not stupid. They brought this up to take. 44 members or thereabouts of natural resources and and draw the attention away from what's really on the docket because they really don't want us uh, participating in the in the uh, uh, build up to this vote that's likely to take place later today. So there's a strategy with everything. And so, uh, yes, it sounds absolutely lunacy. And it is in that sense. But there is a reason behind it. I want to make check, make that clear. I wanted to do uh, quickly talk. Do you have anything to do the uh, House Select Committee hearing on the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol? Of course, uh, the made-for-television live drama begins tomorrow night in uh, primetime. Are, are you going to have any part of that? I won't, and I haven't. And, uh, and I, I've, my intention is, is, uh, is not to directly. A couple of points about this whole January 6th commission that many people don't know. Uh, there's 232 years of House rule and precedent with these things. And this is not the first time. There's been many times there's been a, 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 a select committee that's been appointed. Uh, this, this committee does not meet the criteria of anything ever in history. There's not 13 members like there typically would be. There's not uh, minority representation like there, there typically would be. That's why you see the Navarros, the Jordans, the McCarthys arguing uh, that it's an illegitimate committee. And they've got a, a good point with that. Um, as this thing progresses, uh, should it prevail and, and somehow be legally upheld as legitimate, I, it, this will set a tremendously different path and, and trend within uh, the U.S. Uh, the history of U.S. Congress. In the uh, the vote on the the forty billion dollar aid package to Ukraine, uh, Rich and Simpson voted for it, and uh, you and Crapo voted against it. Why? Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to throw any any stones at, uh, at my colleagues for going the other way on a vote because there's more than one way to look at these things. On the one side, and I think where Jim and Mike uh, Simpson took, uh, took, took the position is, look, we cannot let uh, World War III begin. Okay, and so it's it's uh, we, we have to we have to stop this at, at whatever cost is necessary. Uh, I'm not going to put word in my crapo's mouth, but I'll tell you what my rationale was. My rationale was, hey, you know what? We haven't exhausted the the monies that we have already appropriated, which was X number of billion prior to that. And we haven't got the 
Ukrainian military appropriately trained on the equipment we've already sent over there. Why don't we take care of that first and then do a pause and look back and say, okay, is it time to do more or not? That was my rationale to the whole thing. Plus, there's one other little small factor. We don't have the money. This is all just printed. And so uh, that was my uh, position on that. And But there's more than one way to look at an issue. Uh, that 40, but bottom line is that 40 billion is going to Ukraine. Um, yesterday, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo um, said that the brutal reality is that there isn't anything more president can do to battle high gas prices with the exception of the U- Ukraine war ending. Is that what people believe? Absolutely false. Okay. I uh, know. I, I don't think for for a minute, and then and so how come it changed so dramatically in the last year and a half? What was it? Was it was it all because of uh, some dictator in Russia? Heck no, and people know that uh, this is this is a distraction. There is a underlying effort, uh, a very calculated one, to make it painful to consume fossil fuels. That's just the bottom line. Is is a, um, the the current administration wants it painful. Uh, to to uh, use fossil fuels to help force a transition to what they believe is a greener type of reality. And, uh, and so it's all to do about American policy. We went from being totally self-sufficient with energy production to being totally dependent. They're almost totally dependent on it. And we're seeing the price in the meantime, and it's a, it's a function of leadership and policy and, and, uh, and period, I guess. Congressman Russ Fulcher, um, we'll let you get back to work here this morning. I do appreciate you uh, appreciate you being able to take some time uh, from your business to talk to uh, us here in Idaho. More importantly, when I say us, I'm not talking about uh, Chris and I. I'm talking about uh, all of our listeners, but much appreciated, and uh, we will talk to you here in a, a few weeks again. Thank you very much. I'll let you know how it goes on the big cats, and then we'll uh, talk other stuff next time on uh, maybe something a little bit more pertinent, okay? Remember, well, remember, yeah. lion cheetahs. <laughs> got it. Lion cheetahs. Got it. All right. Thank you All so right. much. I got it. Congressman Russ Fulcher, uh, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you want to uh, give your thoughts on uh, our visit with Congressman? You can do that. We've got news coming up here at the top of the hour. Then we'll get to your phone calls and your emails. Remember, you can also email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com, or call us, 208-336-3700. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go. He's Chris Weldon. I'm Mike Casper. The U.S. Supreme Court said it was just before 2 a.m. when a man was arrested near Justice Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. The court said the man was armed and had made threats against Kavanaugh. Montgomery County police took the man into custody. The Department of Homeland Security warned just last month about a possible increase in the volume of violent threats to Supreme Court justices over the leaked draft opinion in an abortion case. Two people familiar with the investigation said the initial evidence indicates the man was angry about the leaked draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court signaling which, the court is preparing to overturn which, Roe versus Wade. Which Kavanaugh did not write, by the way. No, um, and that he said he was also angry over a recent spate of mass shootings. So you're upset about a bunch of mass shootings, so, so you go, you go and shoot the Supreme Court justice. With a gun, yeah. At... Uh... That's kind of that's kind of convoluted, isn't it? Might make the definition of uh, being a crazy person right there. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Stalking a Supreme Court uh, justice probably qualifies. 
Uh, Daniel has written in. Uh, Hello, Chris. Nothing I enjoy more on a Wednesday morning than listening to a politician complain about doing his job. Russ needs to sack up or quit. In the real world, we all have to do dumb things at our job multiple times a week. Well, an argument there. I don't think he was complaining about doing his job. I think he was complaining that there are way more important things to that he, uh, that he could be doing. that he could be doing that are also his job. his job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, than than voting on big cats. I mean, you've got gas prices that you know are approaching over five dollars a gallon everywhere in the United States. We haven't. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't even look at the gas station this morning. I was afraid to uh, because I filled up the day before yesterday at quarter of a tank because I didn't mm-hmm. want to risk the fact that the gas prices were going up. So I don't even know what gas prices did overnight on all the uh, gas stations when they travel. Saw, I only saw one, and it was four ninety nine yesterday and five oh three this morning. So it had gone and up on four, their, four cents. Up on uh, Fox Business News, they keep putting up that map of states you know, where it averages over $5, and they have them all in black. They have, you know, the, the, they have them outlined in white, but they mm-hmm. have all the... Uh, they have them in gray if they're not over $5 and black if they are. And everything on the West Coast and the Northeast was all black. And today, for some reason, Idaho is red, a third color, which I think means we're almost at like, it, we're almost averaging $5 for the state. Yeah. I And granted, Boise is one of the more expensive places. So we saw the $5 and, and you heard our show Yesterday, you heard Nate's show yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. where gas prices had even gone up, you know, from the time our show was on to yesterday afternoon. Um, so we are one of the most expensive, but the whole state, I don't believe, is yet at over $5 because North Idaho, um, Kootenai County, Coeur d'Alene area is usually about 15 to 20 cents cheaper than what the Boise area is. Eastern Idaho also uh, usually a little cheaper because Looking they're at, a little um, closer to Utah to get their, their gas. Looking at Gas Buddy for today, they've got uh, Albertsons on South Apple at four eighty nine, uh Costco, South Cole obviously at four eighty nine, Walmart four ninety five, the Sinclair on West U stick at four ninety nine, uh Chevron, West Fairview four ninety nine, another Sinclair four ninety nine, another Sinclair uh four ninety nine, and then there's a Shell that's 501, a Chevron that's 502, a Shell uh, that's 503, and I think that's the one I passed this morning. Matthew McConaughey, we had uh, played the a little bit of the visit that we had at the White House yesterday from Matthew McConaughey. And once again, Matthew McConaughey, usually I don't give a lot of credence to celebrities, stand-up comedians who have turned themselves into talk show hosts who want to spout their politics. Um However, in this particular instance, give a little more credence to him because Uvalde, Texas, where the mass shooting happened, uh, what was it, uh, almost two weeks ago, I guess it's two weeks ago today, yesterday, um, Matthew McConaughey's hometown is Uvalde, Texas. Mm-hmm. That is his hometown. He knows people uh, in that town. He is also um, a proponent of the Second Amendment. He owns guns personally. Um, and, and as I was listening to this yesterday, I just thought, wow, this is, this is actually very good in the way that he is discussing. Uh, I don't agree with all the opinions that he had. Um, but I definitely agree with the way he said it, by the way, um, if you're wondering, you know, we had mentioned last half hour before, um, we went into Congressman Russ Fulcher, if he was just, you know, saying, you know, things that he didn't like, but if he had actual, things that he thinks that should be done. He, he does. Take a listen. 
So where do we start? We start by making the right choices on the issue that is in front of us today. We start by making laws that save innocent lives and don't infringe on our Second Amendment rights. We start right now by voting to pass policies that can keep us from having as many Columbines, Sandy Hooks, Parklands, Las Vegas's, Buffaloes, and Uvaldes from here on. We start by giving Alethea a chance to be spoiled by her dad. We start by giving Maite a chance to become a marine biologist. We start by giving Ellie a chance to read her Bible verse at the Wednesday night service. We start by giving Irma and Joe a chance to finish painting their house. Maybe retire, get that food truck. We start by giving McKenna, Layla, Miranda, Nevea, Jose, Javier, Tess, Rogelio, Eliana, Annabelle, Jackie, Azuya, JC, Jayla, Ava, Amory, and Lexi. We start by giving all of them our promise that their dreams are not going to be forgotten. We start by making the loss of these lives matter. Matthew McConaughey yesterday at the uh, White House. He had a lot more to say, but I just wanted to give a couple of the uh, highlights there. I thought it was very good. And he, he was emotional there. You, you might not have been able to tell it through the uh, audio oh, like of that I, video, but he like was I said, very he emotional. Didn't, he didn't really say anything terribly controversial. Um, he wants the school shootings or the mass shootings to stop, and that's pretty much what everyone wants. Mm-hmm. And he said he wants to see changes in the law that do not, and I want to say this specific in case you missed it, he wants to see changes in the law that do not go against your Second Amendment rights. Which, as long as they don't go against your Second Amendment rights, no matter how much you're for, for gun ownership, as long as your it's, Second Amendment isn't being okay, infrin- infringed what, upon, then what? why do you have a problem in, with it? In America, if there's something going on that we don't like this th- throughout our, t- our 200 and some odd years history, uh, almost 250 now, uh, 246-year history. Uh, we have decided on things that we don't like or that shouldn't be happening, and we have made them illegal. So what do you do if after those things are made illegal, they keep happening? Well, I guess you jail the people who are, are doing them. You put them in prison. You fine them. You do whatever you can. What if this stuff just keeps happening? Do we just keep, you know... Enforcing the law daily because that's all we can do. I I think that, and we've brought this up before when we talk about California. I use that as an example because California has over one hundred gun laws on their books. Are all over? I think there's one hundred and eleven. Are all one hundred and eleven of those laws being enforced? Well, that would take a little bit of time. Uh, number one, to read them all, and then number two, to decide whether uh, they're all being enforced. But if they aren't being enforced, why are they even lost then? You know what I mean? 
It's like enforce the laws that we have first because they're not being well, enforced with, all the time. I'll, I'll go with what, uh, how I always explain what legislatures and, and Congress does. With It seemed like a good idea at the time. Um, Wayne writes in, regarding some of the additional gun control, I do like the idea of using age as a metric to determine who can purchase a firearm. Science has shown that the male brain does not fully de- develop until at least age 25. Add in a factor that so many young men have had uh, not had a strong male helping to raise them, and I think it's a good limit. However, they can always break the law and uh, get the weapons illegally. True. There are laws against everything we don't like. Everything we don't want people to do. We have laws against them. And we have ways, I guess, of fighting them, mostly after the fact. We don't have a lot of uh, laws that are just based on preventing people from doing things that, uh, you know, wh- where, they, where they use something that's perfectly legal in an illegal way. Tom in uh, Meridian writes, I agree with creating red flag laws. If somebody threatens harm to the United States president, they are almost guaranteed a visit from the FBI. So if somebody makes a threat to a school or anybody or any place else, they should be investigated. I, I don't think most people have a problem with that. But that's not exactly just the only thing that red flag no, how, how, how over red how, flag laws say. How obvious does the threat have to be? I, I mean, if you write, uh, I hate my school, I'm going to have to do something about it. Is that a threat? Mm, yeah. Because what you might mean is I'm going to have to transfer. You know, red I'm going flag- to have to hurry and graduate. Yeah, red flag laws, you know, that would require guns to be taken away from someone because an ex-spouse complains, oh, he was abusive to me and called me names oh, yeah. or whatever. And then, oh, there might be, it's, it's an ex-spouse. We got to go take their guns away with no due process. So it's not just making a threat. Yeah, I I agree. If if you had a gun law that says, if you make a specific threat that you say, I am going to kill this person, then yeah, you should be investigated. But if you don't make a threat just because somebody thinks that you might be a danger to yourself or somebody else, that's, that's not a good thing. It's more chances to be swatted, to have the police sicked upon you, for want of a better term. Uh, even though you haven't done anything. And what's the most important part of that? Without due process, which is against the Constitution. Well, they, they, are, they are told when somebody calls in and gives them a tip and the, and the police SWAT team shows up, it's because they are told there's an emergency situation going on right now. So that's what they do. Right. And it's due process with an emergency situation is clear it up and then figure out you know what was right and what was wrong, basically. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We went uh, a whole day and almost uh, three quarters of a show without talking uh, about guns. Um, but it looks like we're talking about it again today. If you'd like to weigh in, feel free. Uh, 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, Kenny and Meridian. Thanks for holding on. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning to you guys. How are you today? Well, I was doing good until you started singing. I'm a bit less musical no, than no, you no, are this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm great. I'm just doing wonderful. Um, 
that guy that wrote that letter in earlier just before Russ Fulcher came on, and he was talking about you guys being boneheads and didn't know what you're talking about, he is so wrong. Oh, you thank know. you. Uh, but I do love what Matthew McConaughey was saying. The first thing that he said was, our Second Amendment rights should not be infringed upon. We need to do something. We need to take care of our schools. And I agree with you guys. That red flag stuff is ridiculous. But there is a situation. If there's a domestic abuse in the house, and it's been reported several times, and she calls and calls and said, look, you threatened to kill me, and they do nothing about it. Whose fault is that? If they don't go and investigate him, is this true? What kind of gun do you have? She said that you made a death threat against her. If they don't go in and do something about that, that's on the police or the FBI. Yeah. So that's my that's yeah. my two cents for the day. Thank Very you, yes. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, Daniel Eagle. Good morning. You're on Newstalk KBOI. Yeah, I'm sorry if I'm repeating anything, but over the generations, they've made cars safer and safer and safer because we can't stop car crashes. Well, apparently we can't stop crazy, so we need to focus, first of all, on the school and keeping guns out of crazy people's hands. But I'm afraid if politicians get a hold of some fancy new gun law, they're going to abuse it. Um, So... Let's harden our schools the best we can and work at it one day at a time. But, yeah, I'm with you. This needs to stop. I'm, But at the same time, I'm not willing to give up my guns. Have, have, so we, uh, have we, over that time, made guns safer and safer? No. Hmm. No. Not even a little? Uh, not in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I guess since the, since the Constitution began, well, of course. But it's just like a car, you put a crazy person behind it, Somebody can die. Yeah, it uh, doesn't matter. That's true. I mean, what can you do about random acts? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's uh, you can, yeah, it's a tough call. You can, you can discourage them, but clearly we do that, and they happen anyway. Yeah, I, I was going to say we have you know a whole bunch of laws against murdering people. Yes, we do. Um, you know, so that that does still doesn't stop everybody from murdering somebody a hundred percent. Uh, My daughter's a teacher, and she's more than willing to pack because she's going to die for her students whether she's armed or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that these, uh, uh, I don't know, let's just, anyway, I won't even call them anything. But the administrators need to figure out who knows what they're doing. The, the state needs to get involved or the local. And these people who are squared away are not crazy and are going to die for their children anyway, if they're willing to be armed and go through training, they should let them. People would know if you go into that school, you're going to have to earn it, and they won't come because as crazy as they are, they're still cowards. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, email in mike at kboy.com. No name on this. Remind me again how waxing emotional over the dreams of children who lost their lives is the start of keeping murderers from striking. And might I remind you, Law allows for punishment after an act is committed. It does not prevent an act. Stop considering limiting my rights. It won't stop the criminal. Um, I don't know if you heard. You may not have heard the the whole thing. I'm I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and only heard the last portion of of that. It was he, he talked for about 20 minutes. We just played a small bit of it, um, and he did talk about it. He he's in favor 
of talking about anything that could help slow gun violence as long as it does not infringe on the Second Amendment. He he said he is in favor of raising the age to 21 to buy an AK-15 style rifle. He's in favor of background checks for everyone who buys a gun as long as what is being talked about doesn't infringe on his Second Amendment. And once again, he is a proponent of the Second Amendment. He owns guns himself. So it wasn't just doing a thing to, you know, wax emotional over over the deaths of the people mm-hmm. that died in his hometown, even, which, by the way, Uvalde, Texas, is his hometown. Even uh, people you would call liberal in this particular situation haven't proposed simply ridding guns from the nation. No one has proposed that. I've been looking all over Twitter and all over the place. I can't find anybody that says, well, now that this has happened, we need to get rid of guns. Everybody wants to do something that will end up being, you know, that just that bit of magic that stops all the mass shootings. But nobody seems to know what that is. For the most part, I would agree with that. When you, when you run into the hyperbole of, of President Biden, for instance, saying there's no reasonable excuse for anybody to own an AK. There's no reasonable excuse for anybody to own a 9 millimeter. That sounds like he's trying to get rid of gun, those particular guns. He might be getting rid of those particular guns, but not them all. So, but me, even, even there, that stops short of saying we shouldn't have guns anymore. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a quick break. If you're on the phone lines, uh, stay right where you're at. I promise we'll get to you. More of your phone calls and emails coming up. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI. 935-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. John in Boise, thank you for being patient. Good morning, you're on Newstock KBOI. Hello, yes. Uh, everybody's focusing on uh, the firearms and not asking, how did an 18-year-old kid who had no job and no money afford to buy those guns? I have, I have thousands of dollars. Yeah, I've heard that asked before. If, um, if we knew that, would that be a way to solve it? Well, he got back somehow, somewhere, some way. Somebody gave him the money. Because he also, uh, the, the, the pickup that he wrecked was a $70,000 pickup truck. Now, I don't know if it yeah. was a brand new pickup truck that he that he wrecked. By the way, he did not have a driver's license. He, he So uh, why does he have a truck? Why? I've seen that question asked, and I don't know the details, so I'm just throwing it out there. How did he, without a job, be able to afford to buy those guns, that many rounds of ammo, the pickup truck that he that he owned? Did he come from old money? No. No? What is that? Um, it's, somebody said that his grandfather had some money. So sort of old money. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. And maybe his grandfather uh, gave him a bunch of money. Who, who knows? It, it did seem weird that he could afford all that stuff without a job, yeah. but, I mean, it had to come from somewhere. Well, it was on his birthday. Maybe he got birthday money. <laughs> Man, I want that grandpa for yeah, my that's, grandpa. That's a, that's a nice piece of change. Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate it. Uh, Rita Meridian, good morning. You're on Newstock KVOI. Yes. Um, we've heard lots about um, these mass shootings and breaking the law, and to me, everyone is breaking the law that shoots or kills another person. And I don't understand where we think one more law is going to stop them. But do you want my long or short sermon? Okay, I'll give the short sermon. Thank you. Our nation needs to put God, 
his holy word, the Bible, prayer, and morality back into our nation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rita, for the uh, phone call and the thoughts. Appreciate it. Um, Mike writes in, Mike at KBY.com, when the crime's committed with guns in Chicago stops, then I will believe gun laws work for criminals. Ohio did something this week. Did you see this? No, what was it? A bill in Ohio that would allow teachers and other school staff to carry guns on school grounds with less training time passed the state legislature and is expected to be signed by Governor Mike DeWine. The bill will allow any adult that is licensed to carry a concealed firearm in both public and private schools (laughs) with a reduced training requirement, doing away with the 737 hours of peace officer training that was currently uh, required in favor of mandating only 24 hours of training. 737 down to 24. Mm -hmm. Individual schools and districts have the option to set their own policies, including requiring additional hours of training. The bill, which passed by a 23 to 9 vote in the state Senate and a 56 to 34 vote in the House, mandates at least 18 hours of general training, two hours of handgun training, two hours of additional general training, and two hours of additional handgun I can, training. I can already hear the, uh, the, the criticism of this particular move is that uh, there was a school shooting, so Ohio uh, jumped into action and uh, provided a bill that would, uh, I mean, they passed a bill that would provide more guns on campus. It was fast. However... They're supposed to be the guns that are shooting away from the children, not mm. toward them. It was fast-tracked through the legislature um, after the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde yeah. um, once again to get through. So here we have a state that now we will get to watch if we... If it does anything. If it does anything, yeah. Uh, if somebody um, without, comes onto campus. having it all throughout yeah. the nation, you have a test state here to see if we have you know school shootings, if this cuts back... Uh, and we see no school shootings in Ohio. Yeah. There was a school shooting today, but there was only one death because the school counselor blew him away in the hall. How's that? There you go. Frank wrote in to say, good morning, guys. You know, listening to some of your callers is amazing. The discussions on gun control are just a smoking mirrors show. Let's uh, just come out and call it the way it really is. To a certain percentage of people in America, the Second Amendment right is more important than protecting children. End of discussion. I myself am a gun owner. I do not want to give up my firearms, but I am sick of listening to all this uh, C blank blank blank. I don't even know what he was trying to spell there. Call it what it is, and let's admit where we sit as a society. I think you can say, you, you can if, if that was supposed to be crap, I think you can say that without abbreviating <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. I'm just saying. You don't have to black black out the uh, crap part. Um, that's Joe writes in and says, uh, "Guys, first understand that bullets fired by an AR-15 are so powerful they can pulverize human bones, turn organs into mush, and leave exit wounds the size of an orange." So here is devastating news regarding the Uvalde killings. A doctor in Uvalde who acted as coroner the day of the shooting said he is haunted by the images of the children killed by an AR-15 rifle, where some children's bodies were so damaged that relatives had to provide DNA samples in order to identify some of the victims. Control guns control deaths. That's Joe. But how? Again. John says, uh, why not, for starters, get the media to have a news blackout on any of these events? Um, IMO, these perpetrators are all looking for their 30 seconds of fame. We've already pretty much stopped uh, publicizing their names. I'm trying to think. We still tell you if a shooting happened. Yeah. But, but they don't. Uh, 
the, some of the networks still do report the names. Some don't. Yeah. I think we don't. You, you and I, in, it, the, it, in the last four... It might be in the top of the hour news, which yeah. is national, but we're not going to do it. In the last four mass shootings that have happened here over the last three weeks, you and I have not mentioned the name of any one of the people who who took part in the mass shooting. Mike wrote in, and he says, uh, who knew that some Republican gun-loving politicians are also comedians? Here are a few laughers on why AR-15-type rifles are necessary. South Dakota Senator John Thune, when asked why people need AR-15s, said they are necessary for hunting animals such as prairie dogs. Louisiana Senator Bill Cassidy claimed people need AR-15s to defend themselves against feral pigs. Ken Buck of Colorado said that his constituents use AR-15s to keep raccoons and foxes from eating chickens. A person needing an AR-15 to kill these animals has serious problems. Yes, these comedians put safety from deadly prairie dogs, raccoons, foxes, and pigs before the life of kids. That's Mike. Not all those things. Not yeah, all those things you're, you're, are completely related. But yeah, I understand. Not related at what all. you're saying. By the way, um, you don't know a lot about feral pigs. Feral pigs are extremely dangerous and extremely hard to bring down. If you don't hit a pig um, with a powerful weapon. Um, in the even with a powerful weapon in an exact right location, and he is charging, um, they might, you're, in, they you're might, in trouble. Yeah, they might kill you. Yeah. So yeah, that that it, I, I may agree. You don't need an AK to shoot a, a prairie dog, you know. But if you want to, you, far be it from me to say you can't do it. You know, I've waited all this week just to see if we we saw anything like we're seeing with the gun violence on what happened in California over the weekend. And that has to do with a mass stabbing in a hospital. Nobody is saying we have to get rid of knives. Nobody is saying we need stricter knife laws. In a state that has 111 gun laws, nobody is even saying in the state, oh my gosh, what are we going to do about the knives? And the reason I say that I... What are the main differences? the, The main differences is that one's a knife and one's a gun. Right. Well, the main difference is from 100 feet away, you can't really get someone with a knife unless you're really good. But here you have a hospital where two nurses and a doctor were stabbed. Yeah. So, once again, if evil wants to find a way, and you've got 111 gun laws in the state of California. We know that. And we said all along, if somebody's simply misusing a tool and doing something illegal with it... uh, I, th- I think we'd have to get down to, well, we, we will in this country. We will get down to the very final straw once we've tried everything else before we ever ban the tool itself. But nobody's calling for stricter knife laws. because I think we've already decided not to ban knives because chefs need them. And we like to eat. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a uh, quick break. We have uh, one more segment on the way if you want to weigh in. A couple lines are still open. If you're on the line, stay right where we're at. We'll get to you coming up here next. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Jade in Mountain Home here on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. And I uh, honestly think that guns aren't necessarily the problem. It's the people, you know, because I'm ex-military and Mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm not going to go out and kill people. I know how to handle guns and stuff. But. Well, if you if you sit a gun in no. a corner, it's not going to kill anybody either. So I think you're 100% right that it's definitely not guns. It's yeah. it's the people. Well, you can even, you know, point a gun at somebody and pull the trigger, and it's not going to kill anybody if you haven't loaded it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you for the call, Jade. Appreciate it. Um, Curtis says uh, Bill Maher made a good point. The gunman was in there 70 minutes. It wouldn't have mattered what kind of gun he had. It's not wrong. Uh, Chris and Mike, quick question. Thought the news mentioned the uh, kid from Texas had bought the guns legally. If so, um, he had no dri- he had no driver's license. And how do a kid purchase guns legally? Thought you need a license to buy guns. You don't need a driver's license. Um, you do need a government-issued photo ID that shows your name, date of birth, can be a passport, military ID, alien registration card, state ID card, um, and it will also uh, you'll have to have means of showing your place of residence, um, whether that be a utility bill, whatever. But you don't have to actually have a driver's license to be allowed to purchase a gun. Mike uh, has apparently been looking things up and writes in and says there have been over 100 documented attacks by feral pigs on human beings in the United States between the years 1825 and 2012. Of these attacks, five have been fatal. Three of the five fatal attacks were by feral pigs who who were wounded by hunters. So you were you were right about one thing. If, if you if you don't stand there and keep shooting till you put them down, they they'll just keep coming. And it's not just, I mean, it's not just feral pigs, by the way. Um, I grew up on a, a ranch where we butchered our own pigs. And when they see that about to happen, they get mad? No, but if uh, you don't have to worry. I mean, they're, they're docile. Feral pigs are not. Um, if they're under attack, they will attack you. And oh, some of the boars have up to five-inch tusks that are, you know, super, super sharp. Sharp. Um, I only say that because if you didn't shoot when we were when we would kill the pigs for for butchering, uh-huh. if you didn't shoot them in exactly the right spot, you the way my father did this was you drew an imaginary line between the ear and the eyeball uh, on each side, and at that point of their head is where you would end up having to shoot them if you wanted to kill them um, instantly. Um, if you didn't get them in that particular location, they didn't die, and then they got mad. Uh-huh. Then. Even though they didn't have, you know, tusks like feral pigs do, um, they could still be of danger to you because they can still bite. They can still, you know. One of the Hannibal movies, uh, didn't they eat somebody? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nathaniel yeah. says yes. Remember in uh, also what was the uh, Deadwood? Whenever they killed somebody, they would feed. They'd throw them to the pigs. Yeah. To the pigs to get to get rid of uh, every uh, every evidence. Yeah. Basically, uh, all the evidence. Yeah. Pigs don't tend to waste a lot of stuff. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, not sure what the name is. Oh, it's Joe on this one. He, Joe says, I bet those people in Ukraine wished they had a gun since all the Russians had to do was kick the door in, pillage, kill, and more, knowing everyone was unarmed. No, they're not unarmed in in, in, no. in, in Ukraine. They have guns. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact. That's part of the reason it hasn't ended yet. <laughs> Everybody thought this war would have been over uh, in one or two weeks. And what are we into the second, third month yeah. going on? Um, they had a lot of guns in Ukraine. And for the people who didn't have guns or wanted more guns, uh, the government passed them out for yeah, free. Exactly. <laughs> Just said, here, the, the president, come get it. The president it, went on television and said, hey, we're going to get everybody a gun. Use them. What a great country. 
Here's your free gun. You get a Oprah Winfrey. You get a gun. You get a gun. Everybody gets a gun. It wasn't Yakov Smirnov, but yeah, it was uh, close enough. Um, um, this one's not signed. It says the solution is zero tolerance, immediate death for the bad guy, then put their family in jail to give people uh, incentive to turn in the bad guys. <sighs> you, you can't immediately put somebody I was to death. Say, there, there goes your you, due you process. Have to, you have again. to put them through due process and. Uh, if their family didn't do anything, you can't put them in jail either. It's it's still America, no matter how much revenge we want to get. Damn it! Damn con- that pesky Constitution. It makes so many th- things easier if we just got rid of the Constitution. You know what's funny is, I wonder if, if when they were you know ratifying the Constitution, if anybody raised their hand and said, "What about if this makes somebody mad?" Because I bet they didn't. I bet they didn't either. By the way, for those of you who just heard me say that. And are going to write in and say you're stupid. I was being sarcastic. Don't write in. And this one says, bring back legal hanging as a deterrent. I don't think the death penalty is a really, deterrent. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it really is a deterrent because in, in those places where there is the death penalty, they still put a lot of people to death because they've done something, you know, that's against the law and, and, and well, they've murdered people. Yeah. So, I, I really don't think um, making death penalty or or the way that you put somebody to death any more heinous is going to be any mean anything to anybody who is evil enough to pull a trigger and kill so take somebody's life yeah. or knife somebody or take a life on purpose anyway i just don't think they're care they're they're just evil john says regarding suing gun manufacturers so yesterday somewhere a vehicle was involved to kill someone when are they going to bring legislation forward to ban vehicles should be easy Having a vehicle isn't even a constitutional right. They're, they're not going to do that. Uh, we have decided, we decided a long time ago, that vehicles were something we need, even if they do occasionally kill someone. I want to remind you before we leave today, um, Salvation Army Hygiene Drive is going on right now until 6 o'clock tonight. CBS 2 and KBOI, Newstalk KBOI, teaming up to help Idaho families in need. If you have donations, uh, soap, Shampoo, conditioner, etc. You can drop off your donations. CBS Two Studios in downtown Boise, 140 North 16th Street. Um, if you need more information or want to do- donate online, you can do that at IdahoNews.com. We're done. A little 20-hour break.